grain. The movie's trash, you know? As a filmmaker, he is nothing, a zero. He's a, a pig piece of shit. Reduced black ratio. Podcast, Sapti. Instagram. Patreon. Give me brackage. Joe Schmo did the fucking food. What, no Q&A? Never make a movie. If I give you a credit, it's up to me, and what it says is up to me. I go mentally ill. Bro, Packer. This is a film. Discord. Best in Experiment of film. Rub Vaseline on a lens. Very creative what you did. James Gray sucks. Let the creative people talk to the money people. Mike Jones sucks. Well, even Sonnenberg sucks. I'll make movies. I make films. You are a creative. We get it. Dorito's bags look mad different. Why do we have to see his exactly. fucking name in the movie? You'll never make it on this Disney. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. I was right. obsessed with trash. I'm my fucking line producer, trust fund, baby. If your agent calls me in any way whatsoever, you're fired from the film. We got Ion Pack. We got. Tony Hawk is in the house. Final Cut Pro. There's a whole group of guys who pretend to be making special films. Oh, 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 cool. Yo. Great. Can Yo. you guys hear can you, can you hear us all right oh, yeah. yeah yeah trying to rig this uh last minute microphone situation because uh because I, I was like oh we can't both have airpods in so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, nice set, it. nice setup thank you yeah wait so this is the lab this is it man this is uh this is where we do things hell yeah Curtis, should we have them record on their end, or do you want to just use the Zoom recording? Oh, I mean, if that's if that's easy, because it always sounds better, obviously. If yeah, you, like, you record are you guys locally. set up to record locally at all? Uh, I could try. I don't know. I've I've never I've actually never done that. But um, let me let me. Uh, I mean, it's fine if not. We because we we I have it here. Our, it just becomes. Oh yeah, know. I just allowed it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Dope. Um. Cool. Wait, in case you have them recording in separate channels. Uh, let me check. I believe so. Yeah, you got some fucking neat compressors on there and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just this is just that uh USB mic compression, but you know they're getting more and more advanced every day. Record a separate audio file of each participant. There we go. We're, we're ready to fucking rock and roll, everybody. Should we just hit the video on? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yo. Um, Yo. Hey. All right. Yo, guys. Let's get into it. Gentlemen. Hello. What the fuck is really good, everybody? We're here with crosses. Hello. And they're in the lab. Um, guys, how you feeling? Good. Yeah, man. Working on a Saturday. <laughs> so, yeah, what are you working on now? Are you a new LP? This would be the work here, but uh, no, we we uh, <laughs> we actually I um I just got to town. Actually, I've been actually here working with Deftone stuff uh, in Malibu over the past week, and but I'm staying down. I'm, I live up in Portland, Oregon, but I uh, mm. I'm gonna be staying here up until pretty much at the end of the end of the year. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll be, we'll be getting back in here soon and, um, you know, getting to work. We have a couple of little odds and ends that we're trying to, um, tie up on the crosses front, uh, for, uh, for the, for the holiday season. So Beautiful. work on that, a couple of little things. Yeah. 
Um, so we, when did you guys start crosses? Like 10 years ago, something like that? Yeah, about like 20, 10, 20, 12, probably something like that. Yeah. And um, I know it's interesting because I know that you guys, you guys are friends from even pre Deftones, pre far, right? Mm, no, not really. I mean, kind of when both bands were starting pretty much yeah, that's both, both that's uh, in its infancy yeah but, yeah right but you you go that far back yeah yeah it might have been a little bit like pre uh pre far because uh i remember i went to a show i went and saw those guys play um you know just some local show at some like this place called the guild theater and uh i remember we hadn't we didn't have a singer yet and i remember you know just going to that show and there was there was a few other bands i don't even know if i i don't even think i went to see these guys i think it was like another band there and uh and i remember seeing it and i was thinking like oh wow this is like this is like the kind of stuff that like i want to be doing you know it's like mm -hmm. it just seemed like very similar and then i think i then i think i met chino like at a, a show after that at, at some point um just just kind of said what's up to him and you know been, kind of been friends since then I I love hearing about that kind of stuff because I don't know I just I love the the kind of you know local scene kind of stuff where you can hear about how all these bands that people grew up with and loved influenced each other or just kind of got ideas from exactly that seeing each other and just kind of being in the milieu together. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. He, he you know they he soon after that started far and. um and I got a, a little cassette demo of theirs. And I still live with my parents at the time, I remember, because I was in my, my childhood bedroom. Mm -hmm. Took out the cassette and put it in. And I just like I just like grabbed my head. I was like, oh man, we gotta work harder. Like it was yeah. like early, like early on, it was like I feel like we really like pushed each other, you know, yeah. uh, especially because it was so it was very similar and and like stylistically, I guess, you know, we both were into like heavy music. So it was like pretty riff oriented, but, uh, you know, the, the songs kind of had this, like, I don't know, I guess this kind of like gentler, uh, vibe to it too, you know, yeah. uh, both mm -hmm. melodically. So, uh, so yeah, it was like, it was like, it was sort of, you know, the similar sort of vibe going on there and we were and you know it was friendly it was, it was we were competitive it was very friendly but it was like you know wow they did this and it was like kind of you know trying to outdo each other you know with every single thing that we did you know and uh, but it was great because it pushed us both you know to to work hard yeah i always say like the best like the best thing even to this day is is uh is the the best thing like for me anyways that like is can be motivational is just to be to be in the room with somebody, maybe be another musician or producer or whatever, but to just somebody that like, like slightly intimidates you a little bit, you yeah, know, yeah, totally, totally. Like, oh, I gotta, I gotta step my game up, you know, like I'm, this guy's, this guy's smoking me over here, this, you know, yeah. whatever, you know. Um, so yeah, that's, I felt like that's kind of how it was. I mean, we used to, I think we would rehearse at the same, uh, yeah. spot, met this place called Matt, Matt Eric's and, uh, they'd just be in the room next to us, you know, and then you'd, you'd step out and like go to the bathroom and you'd hear, yeah. you'd hear it's like, like some, some, you know, some riff or something. And you'd be like, Oh man, these motherfuckers are yeah, their drummer, their old drummer, Chris, like he would hit so hard too. Like, his, he, I mean, when he, when he played drums and it was just powerful, you know, it's totally like the, you know, run DMC Aerosmith shit <laughs> where it's like, you hear right. on the other side of the wall and you're just like, what the fuck is that? And like, and, you know, and then we'd go all out in the lobby and, you know, we did a little Nerf basketball hoop in there and we'd all just like, you know, hang out, whatever. But yeah, we were, we, we, we all got pretty close like early on before any of us were anywhere near, you know, uh, being discovered in any way. Um, and playing a lot of local shows together. So, um, but back then, Sean and I had, um, we'd always talked about like, uh, doing some stuff. I mean, I remember, I remember he was always sort of interested in like, uh, you know, I think when like the NPC, uh drum machine started to get our sampler or whatever started to kind of like like get popular um from like like dudes like dj shadow and stuff like that whatever like we all sort of like jumped in like 
like all wanted to make beats you know what i mean yeah. um and um sean was like you know probably one of the first ones that started making beats on an mpc and um and i remember even at that point like i just i was like yo we need to we should do we should make a project together and it was just like set in passing you know what i mean and um mm-hmm. and we didn't start at that point at all but this wasn't until like you know 20 years later whatever it was that we actually got the chance to like you know work on something original you know? yeah I, but yeah that's kind of you know what that makes sense because i feel like that both of you guys had this kind of uh, like you said, you know, there was there was this kind of uh, foot in this gentle melodic thing, mixed with the kind of heavy riff oriented stuff. But there was also kind of this electronic atmosphere, or at least at some point. And you know, I always wonder, you know, kind of how these sounds were developed so fast. You know, a lot of bands who I find to be very original. You listen to the first few records and they're not that original. It was like, oh, they kind of stumbled across that sound. I feel like with you guys, you guys kind of started very original, which is interesting. And I guess that's kind of a, you know, you guys are kind of coming at it influenced by each other. Yeah, Yeah, because in in our minds, like we weren't original. We just like kind of stole from everything we liked, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only difference was that we had like, I feel like we came up in that in that genre where like like because when i was really young it was like you liked metal you liked or you liked hip-hop or, you know whatever rap was back then music mm-hmm. or you know whatever like and it was everybody was kind of separated and i feel like we were kind of the beginning of the first generation where like it was okay to just like all kinds of different stuff you know yeah yeah, yeah. hang with different cliques and do whatever and it's like you no one looked at you weird you know um mm-hmm. so being from that generation like we we like didn't think twice about like oh you know like listening to pj harry and being inspired by what she's doing and mix it with this or that whatever not not even like doing it consciously but just like that's what we liked and so putting that together so yeah we were we would like you know use all that kind of and and maybe that's what kind of lent to the originality of it you know even though it's uh you know, it's it's definitely borrowed, but just from a lot of different places. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, yeah, if you steal from as many, if you steal from enough stuff, it's completely, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like completely <laughs> brand new. It becomes your original, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's like a real freedom, especially with this new Crosses Records, just in the way that you're jumping between genres, even like within songs that is, I don't know, yeah, there's a real freedom there that just is very inspiring to listen to. Um, I was curious to hear about your like collab with Robert Smith. Um, that was sweet, man. I mean, like, you know, we, sadly we didn't get to do it in person. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I befriended him years and years ago. I want to say like late nineties. Um, I, uh, same kind of deal where we were rehearsing in, in this place here in LA and the cure was rehearsing next door. Actually, we were, we were doing like a live broadcast. Like it was, it was one of the first, um, sort of like uh you know like live sort of streaming kind of things it was stream the really early days of streaming so deftones had just released our around the fur album and we were we were doing a, a live stream and um and what when we were after, like after i got off off stage and went back into the dressing room um my manager came in and said hey robert smith was watching you the whole time uh the whole show and i was like what and like yeah the cure's rehearsing in the next room it was like he wants you to you know he wants you to come in and say hi so i was just tripped out there right away so i i, I was like okay so i went in there i was like soaking wet just off stage you know what i mean and he was just so like polite and kind but it was asked i started asking me right away like he heard one song uh, uh, he took something out of one of the lyrics of one of the songs on the record and was like kind of asking me like about that whatever so i, I knew he was really there and was paying attention whatever yeah. and uh so it was an awesome like way to meet someone who's definitely like you know inspired a lot of just my love for music in general but um but uh so i remained <laughs> friends with him over the years and, and um he's done cool shit like where he's um like he was putting together this one time he was putting together this or yoko ono was putting out this this thing for um called saved our furs like some amnesty international thing whatever but it was like everybody all these different artists covering john lennon songs and i guess she kind of asked robert to kind of curate some of it whatever so he 
suggested to her because we had done a cure cover too and she's like you know you know they do really great covers like you should get them so like cool stuff like that like mm-hmm. get hit up by yoko ono because robert smith <laughs> said, you know what i mean to do like uh, you know yeah or whatever so then so i ended up doing that and just over the years like i've always like you know trading emails and sent like ideas and just stuff like that but never like really were able to like get together and do something and this particular song the song on the record um uh for the crosses on, on this crosses project was a very last minute thing where this the record was almost pretty much done we were just kind of in the mixing mode of it i'd already sang the the the, the song uh actually i still needed to to actually sing the actual version but i had a rough demo with most of the lyrics there some of them and i sent him an email and with what was there and i said i asked i said you know i have this great idea where like maybe you can like just sing this line and we won't tell anybody about it it'll just be like this little easter egg in the song and your voice will just all of a sudden come out and people will be like is that robert smith and i just thought like that would be like an interesting idea and um and, and i didn't hear back from him for like a couple of weeks i was like oh man like he probably just doesn't want to tell me no you know yeah. um so he's like nervous to tell me no or something whatever but or he's just really busy because it was during the time when he was going through all that ticket master stuff or whatever oh yeah um, yeah 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 busy you know i mean whatever i shouldn't even have asked him whatever no big deal and then like all of a sudden you get this you know email from him. he's like oh sorry i've been busy but <laughs> but yeah i'm down to do it like whatever and then um a few days went by and like open up my email and it's like an email from him with his recording there and he's like I did this tell me if you like it if you don't i'm in the studio right now i'll go back and I'll, I'll redo it and he did he went like i i told him i loved it but he's like forget it i'm gonna redo it again he redid it again and then sent it back and me, sean and i were just sitting there tripping like yeah um you know i sent him like the raw vocal and yeah just like you know those things where it's like something that we made and his voice is on it it's just like it kind of just takes you yeah and i'm, I'm just such a fan of you know i'll download any multi-track recording and just like listen to it because i think there's just so much you can learn in there but just i just i just figured because i think a lot of uh, most artists when they send you you know a, a, a vocal like a acapella vocal usually it's it's all effect it's got the their effects chain on in there and everything and his was just like raw yeah it was such it was such a trip to just hear hear his voice just like naked was yeah was, it was incredible but multi-tracks though too so he did like he like layered his vocals too which yeah. was really cool and did like these high things and um I don't, i'm not sure if you've heard it but it's yeah, like yeah. you know yeah yeah for us just like whoa neat yeah, yeah. pretty pretty insane damn, damn. That, I, it's also cool to hear you guys still be you know kind of geeked over getting to collab with someone you know i wonder at a certain point in one's career like i think i know we me and KJ like wonder this for ourselves if if it ever becomes you get I don't know kind of like accustomed to cool things happening it just becomes part of the business it that hasn't happened to us yet but it's cool I always love hearing when you know yeah now, even, I feel like we still get that that level of you know excitement that the, the little kid kind of you know I mean I never want to lose that that's that's so you know I mean you know it's crazy for me because like uh, you know being from sacramento i didn't really meet any famous people growing up or whatever um and then like when deftones first came to la like to play like a we came here to do like a play a couple shows um and do like a oh we did like a what do you call it like when you play for the, the label uh, showcase a showcase and um and the guys were like uh they're from maverick records we're, we're, we're like, hey, you know, come back to the office. We really want to talk to you. I go back to the office and like, I'm sitting there talking to the guy Siri, who's the, who's our A&R guy. And like the door opens right here and like Madonna walks in the door. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> like one of the first famous people I meet was like one of the most, most famous people in the world. <laughs> and at that point I was just like, I don't want to say I was jaded, but I was like, you know, like, where do you go from here kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. But then I've sat, ne- you know, I've seen George Lucas in like the airport lounge, like the, the airport lounge before too, and just like sat there and like, oh my god, I want to, I want to talk to him so bad, I want to talk to him so bad, <laughs> and then didn't, and then like kicking myself like uh, when I'm on the plane, going, I should have just said yeah. hi to him. What am I gonna do? Like tell him how much other Star Wars, I bet that happens to him all the time, you know, like so. Mm. so uh, but I still get those, 
you know, the, those feelings of just like excitement when you see somebody or when you, you know, yeah, totally. But yeah, especially or just with- even, or just even like, a, <clears throat> like, like, you know, hearing new music or something, just turning, turning each other on to something and be like playing something. And, you know, one of us will go, Wait, what's, what's that? And then it's almost like you, you, you kind of get like competitive about like, no, I'm going to show you something. And, yeah. and, and then the other guy says, well, I'll play you something that, that you're going to like, you know? Yeah. But I think, I, I think that stuff's cool, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, and I guess also, you know, just doing, like, having a collaborative process with someone who's a hero of you is amazing. So much of music is kind of about uh, this kind of direct communication that you feel when listening to it. And that's kind of, you know, what you get from your heroes. And to know that in real life, you can actually also have that communication is kind of probably like a really affirming thing. Yeah. Yes. But actually, speaking of new stuff... Yeah, like what is the new stuff that you guys are sending each other? As far as like uh, what we're listening to and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And every time somebody asks me or asks me that, I just I I blank out. Yeah, uh, I, know, I know. I mean, literally, we've, we've been so you know head deep into all this these mixes and yeah. videos and approving approving stuff, whatever that like <laughs> communication has has been like business. You know what I mean? Um, yeah especially over the last like uh couple months i'd say whatever i'm curious like in the creative stage with the crosses record like if there were like specific sort of like aesthetic touchstones because like there's obviously you know it's 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 aestheticized in a very specific way and i was just like i'm so curious like what they're listening to or looking at right now yeah well it's funny but the screen that you're on right now um up here above the the uh the monitor uh, where we work, yeah. Sean usually always has something going on in there while we're creating. It's, it's pretty crazy. And it's usually like old, like what is it, Sean? Like you like old, like you know, Italian like horror films, and just you know, even yeah. like some weird animation stuff. You know, Fantastic Planet. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of. Uh, there's a the Twitch channel, EXP TV. No. Uh, Oh man, it's good. Yeah, shit. It's, awesome. it's incredible. It's, like, it's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's twenty four hours, and random. it's just the random, the most random footage, and most of it you've you've probably never seen before. But it's like you're gonna bug out if I mean if you like visual stuff. It's yeah. It's was it incredible. D? What is it called? D E uh, E X P E X P T V. So you just it, you just have it running up there on the screen all the time. Yeah, yeah sound yeah. off. You know, what yeah, I mean? sound but off. But yeah. while we're working, yeah, so yeah, yeah. And it's crazy too because we'll be working sometimes, and like the what we're working on, it'll like match up with something that's going on just like randomly on the screen, and and it's just like, and it's always rad when it does that, and it just kind of takes you, yeah, like you know that like aesthetically, it's just like pleasing, you know what I mean? Like wow, mm-hmm. this is, you know, it just feels it, it's awesome. And then you know we're also just inspired by gear. I mean, as you see, like you know, right, all, all the gear here, old you know synthesizers, drum machines. Um, you know, when we come in, we don't usually say, oh, we ha- I have these chords that I want to show you because it's this awesome progression that is going to be the most awesome song. It's like, no, we usually come in here and just start like tweaking knobs and, you know, yeah, play stuff. let it lead you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the sounds of, of some of the, you know, stuff, whatever. It's just like, oh, I love that. The way that sounds it makes you feel great. Okay. Then we'll go into, okay, we need a progression. So, or, you know, or, or you know, we need a, we need a bridge. We need, you know, this or that, whatever. And that's when sort of like the more, musical side i guess comes into but mm-hmm. usually it's like the sound of s- something like is the first ins- inspiration i would say when we start writing something or yeah. a beat. it could be anything right yeah. right yeah. do you do you do you prefer kind of you know being led or, or like when you're uh for lack of a better word consuming stuff when you're in a creative process do you like looking at visual things more than listening to music because do you, do you find like listening to other music sometimes leads you like puts your brain into specific of a place yeah i mean sometimes for me like uh, when i listen to these you know if i hear something i'm like man i want to make something like that yeah exactly and then and then i'll try to make something like that and it's usually just bad it's like a bad version of that yeah so that'll just i kind of just almost like download those things in my brain and then it might be you know four different things that are different genres and then i feel like somehow 
it kind of bleeds into the next thing that I'm going to make, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's got a little bit of that, but it's also got a little bit of this and, you know, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I listen to all, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, I, you know, we both do. What's yeah. the, what's the live setup like for this stuff? That, that's a work in progress. I mean, you know, um, you know, as of now, you know, um, we've thought about it a lot. I think it's, it's going to be us too, uh, up on stage. So, you know, we're working out how we're going to do it. Um, yeah. We, we think we got it figured out. But, um, yeah, literally, I want to say in the next week or two, um, we're going to, like, really, really start, get get it going because we got some shows coming up. Like, yeah. Uh, later, yeah. Yeah. Does doing shows in, in the capacity of just being, like, a duo scratch, like, a different itch for you? Like, is it, do, do you find it more, like, freeing? Is it more well, or less fun than a big band? I, th- I don't know. I, I think I'm excited about it because it's something that I've never done for one. And I, I like the less is more kind of, you know, aspect of things a lot. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, I've only been in rock bands my whole life, you know? So yeah. like even with crosses on the, in the last incarnation uh, of it was like, was a live band, full band drums. I mean, we even had two drummers when we first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh you know and um so you know we went through the thing with doing this like you know what can we do that's just like you know just different and I, I and and first thing we thought okay well let's just we'll take the symbols away there'll be no live symbols so it, like kind of take it away from like the rock kind of feel whatever and then like we just i think the more the idea of just like stripping everything back and then just like is exciting um yeah and we'll you know we'll see how it goes i, I think it's going to be great though i'm excited about it for sure do you um, because it's an interesting kind of opposite dilemma that I feel like happens now with a lot of music where it's like you have to it, these things are born in the studio so much and you have to reinterpret them live as opposed to a rock band where it's sometimes the opposite problem like you these songs are born so live and it's hard to capture that energy Um, on yeah I, do, I definitely think that's the goal you know what I mean to be able to to you know to do that but i think it's a challenge in a way too you know i think when we even when we we make the music that we're making sean and i come both come from rock world it's so easy when you want something to be oh this part needs to scream right here you know what i mean oh yeah we're both guitar players he's one of my favorite guitar players in the world writes riffs and heavy shit all the time mm-hmm. but like we don't like l- l- like rest on you know what i mean like we we made a thing to like not rest on what just the like what we've known or we've done a kind of our whole career so it's finding other ways to to have those dynamics without just you know doing the easiest thing or what you know whatever and that challenge is actually what what makes it fun which makes this project really like something different for me especially yeah it's definitely um I think the, the the thing that I'm just sort of really trying to figure out is is a, is a lot with the with the new album, you know, uh, playing some of those songs uh, live because you, I don't think I really realized it, but there's just like there's not there's some there's some songs with like no guitar, and you know mm-hmm. that's kind of new for me, uh, and and then some songs that are just like there's not really a lot of keys in them either. It might just be like weird 808 sounds and 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 drum stuff, which I think could be cool. Like, it's just, you know, I got to figure it out and, and you gotta tackle it. Dance. You got to learn how to dance, fool. Yeah. You just be like, <laughs> you be pop, like popping and locking. You'd be like the dude from, uh, from the Mighty Boss Towns. You'd just be on the side. Just- now I'll be like uh, the dude from uh, uh, Happy Mondays, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, there yeah. we go. Fuck yeah. No, I, saw, I saw you guys in those videos. You, you, got, you, got, you had some moves. Yeah, I'm going to work on it, man. I'm going to hire a, a, a choreographer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mighty mighty deftones oh, mashup wow. the, the mighty mighty deftones i like that um well you said mighty mighty boston it's kind of yeah, a deep, deep I haven't thought about really. them in a minute yeah. when we started everybody thought we were a ska band oh yeah i guess yeah i guess it does yeah yeah um well actually this kind of brings up an interesting thing though this is probably this is i mean this is a big question but do you since starting crosses in the last 10 years or whatever, what's like something new that you've either learned about yourself and your kind of creative process or that 
or like kind of challenge you've had to overcome creatively that you kind of didn't have previously? Mm. I mean, yeah, that is a kind of a big question. I, I think it's a lot of like more of a personal question. Like what have I learned about myself really mm. in general? You know, um, I've, um, I mean, I feel like right now I'm very, very lucky to be in such a creative place. Um, like very prolific sort of like, like literally I was just in, in Malibu this whole last week in a, in the studio out there with, with Deftones guys and like every day writing a song, two songs, whatever. I mean, you know, not completing you know, not with vocals and lyrics and everything, but just like musical beds that are mm. that like, and, um, it used to take us so long to make record, like to write stuff, whatever, because we were just like, uh, we just made it difficult for ourselves. I made it difficult for myself. I know yeah. that now a lot of it was just like, you know, whether it be substance abuse, like just like skirting the issue, you know, whatever, like, yeah. you know, like, like one personal thing is just like, it's like completing something. Like one of the biggest highs in the world is creating something out of nothing and then completing that thing. And just the, like the, uh, the sense of accomplishment, right? Like you sleep so well that night when you like yeah. accomplish something, you know? So that, like, I've been high on that, honestly, like just finishing shit and like, I love the fact that like I have a record crosses right now this that uh, that we both love and um like it hasn't even been released yet and like I'm already like almost a finished with the record you know with the other things so it's like it's like I'm almost just like like uh I don't know just like competing with myself you know I mean how much can I do you know yeah I mean? yeah totally and and, it, and it's exciting you know yeah um, you know, it's a it's a weird thing. It's it's obviously like the most basic thing of all time, but it's just kind of it's a realization I've had personally. Is just you know, writing works in the same way. Just practicing anything works. It's it's like if you let yourself finish, if you make yourself finish things, it becomes you know easier and easier. Or yeah. it's like you you, you understand you your process thing. more. You know, what yeah. I mean? like you can always look like you got all you got like. You know 50 things in front of you on your plate and i spent so much time in my life you know my younger life where it's just like oh, i got all this stuff going on i got this stuff to do whatever and then you just like you know you just look that way you know what i mean but it's still there but once you actually start to go okay there's this one just take it off the shelf and and then it's done you put it aside now you have 49 things you know what i mean and then mm -hmm. it's like and then that feel next thing you know you look up and it's like wow i've accomplished all this stuff and that's like once it seems so basic but it's like you know no, of course that's what i'm saying it's like so long to figure out like you know just like <laughs> i mean yeah. i think we're like we're like you know we're i think we're both like lucky to still be you know doing this and and for me like i you know i i've learned how to play piano like in this project you know something like i didn't play at all when we first mm. started and uh you know and now i can you know i can get around a little bit and my man's got some chords yeah and uh, and you know uh it's it's uh i mean for me it's just it's just it feels good to like this this project is like I, i'm i'm get i'm getting to do it, like what i want to do you know and a lot of times when you're in a band you're compromising with you know three other people so you so the the band that you were trying to make in the beginning is it's usually not what it ends up being yeah but i feel like this for me like this is like you know this is like the kind of stuff I, that I want to be making. And I feel like even, you know, even in the studio, we don't really, it's, we don't really disagree about anything. We're just like, kind of just, he knows when like, I'm not feeling something and I know when he's not feeling something. And it's like, it's almost like it doesn't even need to be talked about, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. No, but I find it interesting also that you say, you know, once you hear yourself say it, it sounds so simple. But I, I, yeah, I always find kind of the most, the simplest realizations I have actually feel the most profound when they really hit me, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, like Curtis and I have, have realized over the years, like, I feel like the main wisdom we've, we've gained in maturing as people is just that, like, all the most, like, basic, like, airbnb art quote <laughs> shit that we've seen you know when we were younger all of it ended up being like the best advice of all time yeah <laughs> very true yeah well it's easy to overlook basic advice because it kind of goes in one ear and out the other because it seems obvious but 
you know, you're not really like taking it in. Yeah, it's how you absorb it. Yeah, plus, like you know, I, 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 through your youth, you're just like so. You're just so ready to rebel against anything that's just like you know so typical. Or yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Cliche or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, you end up becoming a cliche because. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> I really like something you guys said earlier about um, this like idea of like competition or like looking to other people's music, kind of forcing your own music forward. And I was kind of curious if that is like a, a maturity thing that you've that's a realization you've come to uh, as as you've gotten older or like did you like were you ever competitive when you were like, you know, because like in art scenes, whether it be film, music, like whatever medium, you know, there, there can be a competition in people that can be sort of negative and just sort of a little caustic. And I kind of, it's a really nice perspective to just be like, oh, I want to go harder than this song. Like these guys are doing this. I want to do it better. Yeah, that's, uh, that's totally what it is. I would think for, yeah, at least for me. Yeah, you know? definitely. I mean, you know, I think when you're younger, you, 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 you hear something that, that intimidates you and you. You, you try to probably put it down, you know, be like, oh, it's not very good, you know. And then, but nowadays it's just like, sometimes I'll hear stuff and I'll be like, man, I'll, I wish I made that, you know. And, yeah. and then you just go in and you push yourself harder to, to, you know, make something different. When you guys were kind of in, now taking it back to, you know, early days of Deathons and Far, um, when you guys were in that early stage, kind of when you first met each other, in the bands and their infancy, like, I don't know, how how much were you aware, like, how much were you going for what those bands eventually became? Or did it kind of feel like an accident when it happened? Yeah, I've kind of felt like we fell in, we fell into place. I mean, what kind of what you were saying earlier about finding your own voice as well is like, yeah, you kind of like, you know, borrow from all the things that you love and put them together. And and early on, it's like the, all those things are pretty apparent. Like you can see that, you know, you really see the influences, you know. Mm. But as you kind of come into your own, you sort of like you really make them your own. And and then it kind of, you know, just that that. So it takes a while. I mean, I think I don't think we both started like, you know, knowing exactly what bands we wanted to be. Yeah, it kind of happened. I mean, I don't think it took us to maybe Probably when we started for Deftones started uh, the Around the Fur record, um, which was like the what was it like ninety seven I think when we mm -hmm. started writing that record, um, but we had been a band since the late eighties. I mean, we started in high school, right? Um, and you know, up and and you know, up until then, all the songs that we had were some of them were made when I was sixteen, seventeen years old. You know, up until we got a record deal and, and whatever. So like. Um, like the like so we put that out and i feel like that music had our first record i feel like has this the less the least focused not i shouldn't say the least of all our records because we got some pretty unfocused records but <laughs> but as far as like for the time like not knowing kind of what, what what we were doing and when we went in to make our second record we were so happy that we got the chance like you know we didn't get dropped for one you know the record company um you know i think we talked about this yesterday but i think alanis kind of saved like if it wasn't for Alanis morissette like i don't think deftones would be like you know around oh, seriously really? because, wow because yeah, well, yeah, right. like we didn't like put adrenaline out and it was huge and like and then we were like they were like stop go make another record they just like had a lot of money Atlanta sold more records than anybody you know what i mean yeah, at the time yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just like you know oh, go ahead you know this our little band go ahead you know here's more money go in the studio again so we were like okay and we were so stoked to get the chance to make a second record that we went in and it was like unbridled like energy and like you know and we just knew we didn't know exactly what we what we were gonna do or how we we're gonna do it, but we just knew we were gonna do something that was just like, you know, whatever. And we wrote like "My Own Summer" and like some yeah. of these songs that are still like the highlights of our set list, you know, today. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think just like, you know, having that like that like uh, what do you call it? Just like I don't know. We just believed in ourselves, you know, that confidence, and and we just like killed it. And we kind of knew at that moment, I felt like we started to know who we were, you know, yeah. believed in ourselves, you know, yeah. and um, White Pony was kind of a, 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 on that, but on another level too, it was like, okay, now we did this. And there was a lot of other bands around in that time coming out that were huge, bigger than us even, but were like sort of borrowing our sound a little 
very closely. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, all right, let's do something like way like more like out there and experimental. And that's when we went in and make my pony. So, but it was still with that, I think that, that level of confidence, like we can just tread new ground. We didn't, I never felt like we had to stay anywhere. We can always just like reach out even further, you know what I mean? To in, into our influences, into other yeah. stuff that it just felt freeing. Yeah. Cause I guess, I don't know. I mean, how did you feel at the time about kind of the state of rock music or in a mainstream way, the kind of like new metal scene? Like, did you feel a strong desire to transcend that and separate yourselves? Did you feel like outsiders to it? Or did you feel like, oh, well, maybe these associations are actually going to help us. So uh, whatever, let's rock with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, it was, it was probably, you know, it was a little bit of both. I mean, we yeah. kind of, we consciously like, like tried to, I mean, you know, it was hard too because like a lot of those bands were our friends, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and they're good bands as well. Like I, I could, I know why people like Limp Bizkit. They made like very catchy songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were good. Wes is an awesome guitar player. Like yeah. the drummers fucking rap. I mean, they're a great band. They, they were a great band, um, um, at that time. And, um, so I could see why, why that, but at the same time, like we were not, that or just that really you know what i mean yeah. so i felt we didn't want to just like only be associated with that you know so we kind of consciously had to like you know try or go out of our way a little bit to to distance ourselves from it but you know and it, it wasn't it kind of it, it, it's hard because it kind of came off like like cocky in a way like we were asked, yeah. especially the press when people would ask like what do you think about this and like you know i would dumbly say i don't like it whatever and then it was just like that's all yeah. people would talk about you know yeah, I mean? yeah 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 you know? yeah yeah well, it's a frustrating yeah. thing because you're like, no, I'm doing some different shit here. Like, come on, yeah. give it like, give it a chance for what it is. But at the same time, you know, it's kind of a good circumstance to get lumped in with like a moment if the moment is working. But it can also hurt you if you don't transcend it. Yeah, it's kind of a delicate yeah. dance, you know. Exactly. And and far, I guess. Well, because you got you guys were kind of proto, or not kind of, you very much proto what became screamo um so i guess it wasn't the same yeah. thing because it, it kind of they all came in your wake i guess yeah i mean i i you know i don't know if that's true or not i mean maybe it is but uh i mean i think i think uh you know i think every everybody borrows from everyone i mean i think i remember a, a big turning point like i think for us is you know uh I remember we were, you know, we weren't, we weren't even signed yet, but we were traveling, you know, just touring somewhat. And we were up in Seattle and um, a friend that I knew there, you know, was like, Hey, we should go check this band out. That's like kind of blowing up and went to this little club and it was packed. And, you know, the band was uh, <clears throat> sunny day real estate. Yeah. And I remember I saw that show and I, I was just like, Oh man, we're, we're 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 not a good band yeah, like, yeah. This, band, this is this is this is it right here this band's gonna be huge you know yeah and, um, and i remember yeah just leaving that it was that it was that intimidation thing again it was just like i will never be that good you yeah. know and you know and we kind of just i don't know we probably just took some of that and and kind of just made like whatever we made you know but also it's like i think with anything for for me i think even to this day like i might there might be uh, like you know parts of of certain uh of a certain band in a in a song or something but it's never that full you know it's never 100 percent just that yeah, one thing yeah so i think that's like kind of like maybe what made what we were doing a little bit different mm -hmm. um, but yeah i don't know yeah i guess what kind of what i'm trying to get at with these questions too is is in the early days, I guess, again, like I said, I feel like since both bands were so original, they you got, were too heavy for the melodic indie crowd, but too melodic for the metalheads. Yeah, we um, were definitely like, and we we put we go to metal things, and we did not fit in in the metal yeah. world. Either, you know what I mean, but but they, but we were considered a metal band by all other people that weren't metal. You know, so yeah, exactly. That's kind of being stuck in a, Yeah, yeah. Well, that was kind of my question. Is I, I'm just curious especially in the beginning kind of before maybe that you felt like there was you know you had your like security of or or kind of just confidence of like a dedicated fan base yet like how like did you feel like outsiders how did that feel 
Um, did you like that? How did you use it to your advantage? I didn't. I didn't mind it actually. It was, there was some kind of comfort in that. I think too, of like not being like or just kind of having one foot in every kind of place because it actually really was actually you know it sounded like yeah we're outsiders but really we're able to like dip into all these different things like as a, you know one of our first tours we ever did was with pantera and wow. and white zombie you know what i mean um, wow um like in like 96 or 95 or 96 i think whatever and like you know we're the opening band and and just like you know and at that point i love pantera i was just like whatever but like i didn't i didn't think their fans were gonna you know and a lot of times they, their fans didn't really like us that much you know what i mean but like i was like determined to like at least win over a couple people you know what i mean yeah yeah so it's kind of rad to be able to, to to have a foot in that in that world you know what i mean and have the chance to play in front of those people and you know and um and then you know we play you know especially going to like europe for the first time and, and playing like festivals there was like totally eye-opening uh especially like genre wise because like that was the first time i i i noticed that like the the headlining stage would, would be like you know sepultura bob dylan uh whatever it's just like the weirdest thing yeah. it'd be like right all the same people out there watching you know what i mean and, and to me i was like this is amazing like i like the diversity here yeah, I, yeah. I didn't, you know it was just kind of cool to see like the world was kind of ready for that you know right now i feel like you're right though i feel like that era was kind of a golden age of people being open to that kind of stuff too i actually feel i find people are maybe not less open to it now but they're kind of more people are kind of more confused now in music at least about things like that i think because a lot of music now is like very nostalgic new music is very nostalgia driven so if something mm. isn't purely doing something else it kind of confuses no, people I, th but, I think about that sometimes yeah for sure yeah it's it's a weird thing because you know yeah like you said we all have like we both love sepultura and bob dylan what like we're, we're not like so unique you know everybody there's tons of people i was, out there even, who thinking, love I was even thinking about that like with fashion the other day you mm. know what i mean because i was just like you know i was just like looking at my like my, I just dropped my daughter off at college and she sent me a picture of her for getting ready for her first day of school. And I was just like, yo, she just stepped straight out of the nineties. Like, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so crazy. And then, and I'm just thinking like, like there's so many, like all these different decades just keep coming back. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, what is now? You know uh, yeah. what I mean? It's weird. Like, you know what I'm saying? What is now? Like what if people say, Oh, you're, they say, Oh, we're going to going back to, you know, 2000 and what are we at? 23. Like right now, like, is that just going to be a little bit of retro stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like stuff. I don't understand. Like, I know it's weird, especially, I mean, you know, this goes for fashion and music, both, you know, think, think about like grunge and stuff in the nineties being a rejection of kind of eighties excess or whatever. Um, you know, kind of previous, styles you could kind of trace as reactions to the the style before it getting tired or overdone but now it's the things don't feel like a reaction they just feel like a cycle which is strange yeah that's yeah. exactly what i was what i was thinking about. i've been thinking about it. it's crazy but it's musically too yeah, it's music and it's just you know culture in a lot of different ways yeah so i'm curious to see i guess we have to wait another 20 years and, yeah. And look back at this to 2023 and see and see if there was an identity or you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. and we just mm -hmm. didn't see it while we were in it. You know. I I think that that's. I think that that's probably true. I think it's probably more of a feeling thing or like a spirit of the times thing that you don't that isn't as easy to qualify. Um, yeah. I think aesthetically, maybe things just get like this because now we just have access to more information and we. Yeah. can yeah. take more stuff in at once yeah that, that's I, I'm, that's sort of interesting because like as i listen to the new crosses record i mean you do you guys do an amazing job of melding all of these different like energies and and feelings but there's there's so much of it that i feel like music that i grew up on in like the early 2000s like electronic stuff and i don't know like crystal castles and witch house stuff but then there's this heavy heavier like 90s thing going on but then there's also this like melodic songwriting happening that i don't even know where to place it 
time, you know, time wise. Um, do you, do you guys like center yourselves at all with, with the crosses record and like, do you see it associated with other specific bands or styles? Yeah. I mean, I think if there's one thing that we're, we try to be conscious of is just not to lean too hard into, you know, um, you know, like whatever. So like, for instance, if a song is starting with, you know, one of these keyboards up here, this Juno 60, which is, you know, it sounds like the 80s. Mm-hmm. You plug it in, you hit a chord on there, and it sounds like the 80s. So, you know, so we're very aware of like, okay, we love that sound, but then not surround it with all 80s, you know, Simmons kit, drum set and everything. Else, you know what I mean? Because it's like, we don't want to, we love that stuff, but we, we don't want to be the retro, you know, aiming band i mean yeah it's like borrowing from decades as well you know what i mean and and, uh and then i think shonda's great at offsetting it with you know like you like you just said like you know like like a some sound that sounds contempt you know something more contemporary or you know maybe the drums will be more you know this or that whatever so i think we're conscious of of that like you know never letting it sway too far into like you know we're a band that just you know is an 80s inspired band you know, of course, that's when, that's when we grew up, and that's when we that's so when we hear those things, they are nostalgic for us. There's no doubt about that. You know what I mean? We and we also love all those bands. You know? Yeah, but it's, yeah. yeah. So, because you can kind of take what you love about that stuff and and kind of divorce it just from its aesthetic. Like you can kind of boil it down to the nuts and bolts of the writing and the way in which the production plays off of the melt, like, et cetera, and kind of pull that in as influence instead of just sonic touchstones, you know? I think that's, that's what we aim for at least. Yeah. I, mean? I, I definitely hear that is what I'm saying. Yeah. You guys yeah. nailed it. You're going to play New York. Yes, we are. Yeah. Did we, did we announce it yet? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh... Uh, Brooklyn, uh, elsewhere, two nights. Sick. We're pulling up. Yeah. Hell yeah, Man. pull up. <laughs> um, pull up. When, when does the tour start? Um, it is. When does it start, Sean? Thirteenth November. Hell yeah. yeah. And it's sort of just like it's not really a full on tour. I think a lot of a lot of uh, people are getting sort of angry because they're like, you you call this a tour, but it's um, <laughs> right. plan on going to be more extensive, like uh, um just these first round of the shows and it's kind of us sort of reintroducing ourselves uh again you know in the live setting and um and uh and then yeah we plan on doing something proper and bigger yeah fuck yeah when do you guys work like are you guys night owls or more like early birds no i mean i like to get snuggy he does but i like to i like to snuggy up like around like eight thirty nine o'clock he'll see me and he'll be like man you're tired huh i'm like yeah i'm gonna go to sleep yeah so uh um, but I get up early and start like writing early, like so. Usually, when we're working on the night before, for some reason, I get up and as soon as I have my cup of coffee, like, like everything is still kind of going in my head from whatever. So, like, I'll bust up my laptop and then I'll just start writing words. Like, so, usually, so a lot of the, like the that kind of stuff will happen in the morning. But and then like we usually do like what like, like when we're working when we're writing here, we'll do like like one o'clock in the afternoon yeah. to like yeah to like yeah. ten eleven at night if yeah. Know. And then, yeah. yeah, and then if, if if he if he's you know heads out early, then I'll just I'll work through the night like you know whatever putting together, whatever vocals we did that day, and that that way when he comes in the next day if there's anything that we need to hit again we can hit it again if not then you know we we move on to the next one I mean we were kind of under the gun like you know on on the just getting the album done and and you know we had like a week and. But we, man, we worked really fast. It was, it was, it was wild. Sean, are you more of a like when you say through the night? Like, how late are we talking? I mean, I don't go as late as I used to go. I used to like, man, for a while I was going to like, oh, like, be a- like three in the morning, like four in the morning. Yeah. But now I, I kind of, I don't know. I try to cut it off by you know midnight one. Yeah, nice. I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting up earlier too. So. Yeah, I know we're both really fascinated with just what time, like how certain people just work better at certain times. We both only can work late at night. Yeah, I was curious why you guys just like were were down to do this on a Saturday. Like, <laughs> it was yeah, actually, yeah, morning, that, that's a, morning. That's a, 
That's a really good question. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, 2 p.m. is like 8 a.m. for us on a Saturday, especially. Yeah. It's, like, we, it's like we're just coming into reality and getting <laughs> our, our minds and our souls back. Yeah. We started a podcast at 4 in the morning the other night. Like, we're just total psychos. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You got, you, so you're both in New York then? Yeah, yeah. Curtis does music. I do film. Yeah, I don't know how much you know about us, but we're... Uh, we kind of started this thing in the in the pandemic just because like we're old friends and we kind of have like late night phone calls and yeah this uh, was, yeah it was straight it was literally born out of you know weird late night rabbit holes that's kind of that why it? we think about this stuff so much it's crazy yeah how long have you guys known each other since we were like four, 15. 15, yeah yeah awesome. when did you guys meet how old were you guys I would say like nineteen twenty yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, well, that that was kind of why that was the first thing I jumped into because I felt like you know maybe it was a kind of similar yeah thing between you guys where you yeah, kind are of, you we're yeah. the West Coast versions of you guys yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly it yeah. looks like that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so true um, wait I had one more oh I I mean we kind of touched on this earlier but it's something I wanted to come back to it's been sticking in the back of my mind since you said it um you know about about how you used to make it difficult for yourself to or you all did of for finishing th songs mm -hmm. or just like, you made the process difficult um and maybe this ties in with the late night discussion too i'm i'm, I'm really curious i i love it's a thing that always comes up on this but i love talking about just how, kind of how to break through that stuff especially because a lot of people who listen to this are young artists themselves mm -hmm. um you, i mean confidence is probably one of the the, the best things for, you know, finishing something, you know, cause you, cause at some point it's like, you can second guess yourself, like, you know, into outer space and you could just spend forever on, and you know, on something or ignore the obvious or do whatever. If you just like, if you don't believe like, and you know, I just, and here's another life lesson right here. That sounds like it's an yeah. uh, Airbnb quote. Right? Double, yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, See? Yeah, uh, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, I don't have the answer to how to gain that confidence, you know, um, um, you know, for me personally, I think a lot of it had to do with like sobriety because like, um, like when, when I got some sobriety in my life, I like, I just naturally became more confident person. It didn't happen like overnight, but like after a while I was just like, wow, like I, I'm, I'm in control of like my, you know, of my, of like, you know, just like of, of everything, something confronts me. I don't have to run and hide from it. You know what I mean? I just, I deal with it and then it's dealt with, you know? So like, so that, like, I just earned, I think I gained a lot of confidence from that personally. And then kind of put that into like, you know, when I work when I'm, when I'm working on something, you know, there's times when I, you hit a wall, you know, creatively, but it's, it's really not that often. Any, I don't know why. Maybe I've just been lucky recently that I haven't ran into many walls creatively. But um, when you do, sometimes um, I'll step out of the, the room. I'll come back in and then I'll just like, what about this? Oh, actually, a lot of times, as soon as I step out of the room, I'll be in the other room going, oh, I could have done this. And I run back in real quick. How about if we do this? And then it's just like, you know, and uh, so we're able to just like problem solve. And then it feels like you just gain, like I was saying earlier, you just keep gaining more confidence in yourself because you just solved it. I had a problem and I just figured it out, you know? It's mm -hmm. like this maze that I kind of like like found my way through. And I kind of use that reference in the lyric, I think a lot on this, on the in this album too. Someone pointed out to me the other day that I use that reference, like, you know, being in a maze and finding a way through um, uh, in the lyrics of this record actually. And I, I feel like, you know once you solve something then you're just like wow I, I figured it out and then you just like all right what's next what do i what do i gotta figure out next yeah. and then you just that, that part of confidence plays into this you know yeah sometimes i mean solving problems like you know even for me like within production and stuff it's it, it's it seems like so much sometimes because i'm like man i can't i can't crack this code yeah you know? like, I don't know where I don't know where to take the drums in this section, like you know, because sometimes we write to just something that doesn't even have drums. It just might have a chord progression, and and it it just get it drives me crazy sometimes because I I just like 
I'm going to, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and I'm like, man, it's still just not right. But a lot of times too, you don't want them. You're like, you're, I think you're nervous because you don't want to mess up. Like everything's great there without the drums. You're so worried about messing it up by putting the wrong beat in there and the wrong drums too. So then again, yeah, it's like, goes back to that where you're nervous about messing it up. You know what I mean? And then you just you just gotta dive in and just try it. And you learn sometimes by mistakes too. Yeah, yeah. But it it, it you know, it, I mean, because I I really just care about every little minor thing, like the sound of the kick and the and the the rim shot and the snare. It's like gotta be the perfect one. Mm-hmm. And I can't just put like a placeholder in there. And I I mean, I know a lot of people can can do that and they'll just like, oh, I'll fix it later, but this is just you know, for now. And I, I'm like, I've I've just never been able to do that. And I'm almost jealous of people that can do that. But you, you, and you do it in the long run, and I, I, and I always like that's one thing that I know that I can always like count on you. Like, for this is a good example. Like when, uh, when we were making the sequence for the, or I just made a rough sequence for the album. Uh, this was before the album was done. The first song on the record is the song "Pleasure," and it wasn't even finished. And I like put it in as the first song of the album, like or, or to be like the first song on this batch of you know songs would become the album. And he's like looking at me like crazy like this song just has it has just an arpeggiation that's it it had no vocal it had no mm-hmm. no whatever like no drum beat nothing whatever and i just like knew i was like this is going to be the first thing on the record and sure enough i came in here one day and he was like yo check this out he played me like what, what did he put in there and we were both just like whoa yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so and, yeah I, and, and you know i'm kind of talking about barring a little bit i mean i remember when like when I finally cracked the code on the drums, and once I, I once I got them in there, I was like, "Man, this this motherfucker sounds mean, dude." Mm. And but I, I remember, like, I'm like, "Oh, yo, I'm gonna put these these motorcycle like rev up the motorcycle sounds in there," and that's total like, you know, that's a little borrowing from uh, Rosalia, you know. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. But yeah, just stuff like that, and then I, you know, I put like some breathing in there, and just like once I got it done, I was just, I was, I was so excited, you know. Yeah. and I, Well, I feel like kind of that cracking the code feeling, I think well, for me, I realized, a f- I think a, like a subconscious just fear of hitting the wall would just make me hit the wall, you know? Yeah. Yep. And I, like, that was the thing. Once I got over that, once you can get over that, it's huge. Sheena, I'm also glad that you mentioned it in relation to sobriety, because I, I don't think I've ever really like conceived of that idea before but i've been sober for a long time and i i I would attribute maybe like any level of success i've had with anything in any area of my life to the confidence that i gained through just dealing with life without the sort of fake confidence that you know using substances um would maybe give me and like that confidence thing is is really huge and just getting anywhere in life Again, took a long time to figure that one out. Yeah, <laughs> it does but, take a while. But again, there's one of those really simple things that takes you forever to realize, and then you're like, "Oh, the basic." I still can't. I still that. can't believe it, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, "I was like, no way." Yeah. <laughs> I've known this guy a long time. I'm like, man, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. How long have you been sober? Uh, it's a little over a year, so you know, hell yeah. Um, but you know, I never tried it ever. You know, it's funny because we, um, I mean, I don't know if funny is the right word, but like just thinking in retrospect, like back when we met, you were like, uh, just like drinking beers, like cheap beer and whatever. It was just like that's just what we did, especially like, you know, being in a band, going on tour. That's like, you know, you're in a different city every night. You're seeing friends from every city. There, it's their night out. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. they're coming to party, and you know yeah. what I mean. So, they, so you're their their entertainment for the night and partying with them. And then the next until the next night when it's someone different in a different city doing the same thing, and it just gets so monotonous and it's just so normalized. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's a part of like you know whatever. So you don't really see, look out. You never really step outside of that. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So this was actually, actually the first time I tried to step outside was to see what it was like and just like you know it didn't happen like overnight as far as like seeing the like uh yeah, like yeah. getting that clarity of like what it was you know what I mean so it takes you a while because you the the, the 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 funniest thing I will again not the funniest thing but what everybody always thinks is that 
like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to have fun? Yeah. Uh, you know, how am I going to talk to people? You know, I mean, if I go to a party or I go to a show, like, what am I going to hold in my hand? Or what am I, who am I going to, how am I going to be able to, you know, how am I going to talk or how am I going to be funny? You know what I mean? Or how am I going to, like, you think all these things, you just psych yourself out. And you, like, but then you just literally, and literally it takes a while. I went to a few, like, my wife would be like, oh, the neighbors want to have a sober for dinner tonight. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to go. Cause they, right. like, cause they all drink over there. I don't, I don't want to go over there. I'm not like, I'm just, what am I going to do? Just sit there. Like, and not be funny, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? So like, <laughs> so there were a couple of times I just didn't go. I was like, you go ahead and go, I'll just stay home. But then like, eventually it's like, you realize that you're just over there and you're having a blast. You're probably sillier and more, you know, keen and like, you know, uh, like you just, you're, you're quick witted, you know what I mean? And you're yeah. not saying no shit either. You know what I mean? So this it's, it's definitely a, yeah. You can remember everything too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to remember. Yes, sir. Um, also, side note, Sean, you're. Uh, we have a. We all have a mutual friend, Gino. I don't know if you are too, but uh, in Jeff Rickley. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Good friend boy. of ours. Good friend of the pod. Oh, we'll yeah. be listening for sure. Nice. Yeah. So I just want to yeah. give some big shouts to Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, big shouts, Sean Lopez and Chino Marino. This was beautiful. Yeah, man. Thanks, guys. It was fun. Yeah, yeah man. Thank you, guys. thank you guys for coming on. On Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry to make you get up and, but you know what? Now, now you're in the zone. You Might start hitting some knobs over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for giving us such an amazing look into your into your setup. I've just been like nerding out trying to yeah, guess Sam, what everything is the whole time. See what's in that euro rack over there. All right. Big shouts, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Appreciate you. All right. All right, everyone. This has been Crosses. Gino Marino, Sean Lopez, also of Deftones and Far, The Gods. You already know. This was a free episode uh, just for the whole world to hear. And maybe you're hearing us for the first time. Maybe... This is your first experience with the Ion Pod, hosted by us, the Ion Pack. And if that's true, I'm actually jealous of you. It's like when a friend of yours says they haven't seen one of your favorite movies and you're so jealous they get to experience it for the first time. That's how I feel about you right now, if you're hearing this for the first time. And maybe you've heard of us, maybe you've heard it before, but you still never really dove in you never went the fuck in as always which is what we do so to all of you i say head over to patreon.com slash the ion pack and there's plenty more where this came from let me tell you patreon.com slash the ion pack five bucks gets you more than your wildest dreams Patreon.com slash the Iron Pack. Crosses. You already know. Patreon.